Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks, where we have our global impact partners take a few minutes to address issues of site concern. In this installment, we're going to have Anthony Costello, the Senior Vice President of Mobile Health over at Metadata, talk for a few minutes with me on the virtualization of clinical trials. Before we get started, I'll uh, give Anthony a chance to introduce himself and tell us all what he does and what Metadata has been up to lately. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be part of this series that SCRS is sponsoring. Um, I'm Anthony Costello. I'm the Senior Vice President of Mobile Health at Metadata, uh, also known as the Patient Cloud Team. And what we do in the Patient Cloud Team at Metadata is build applications as part of the Metadata platform that are used directly by patients. So any technology that a patient will use directly on a study uh, is, is handled at Metadata within the Patient Cloud Group. Okay. So um, before we get into the, 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 the harder stuff, can you just – let's talk a little bit about traditional clinical trials and the benefits of virtualization. And um, as you know, and, you, and we had discussed uh, prior, the society was really into this last year, the whole hybrid and virtual visit thing. Um, and we saw a lot of interest in it. And in, in, our, in fact, our global summit, that was kind of the focus, was the whole technology portion. And this year, the gradual uptick took a sharp turn upward, and we're going straight up rather than gradually. So um, with that intro, what's your uh, take on this new, the benefits of virtualization versus the traditional clinical trial? Yeah, it really has been an amazing year. And, I, you know, I remember being at the conference last year uh, on, the, on the day that you were rolling out all of the site survey results, and I was pleasantly surprised, um, ha having been a person focused on virtual trials for a long time, I, I was really happily surprised that um, it was one of the um, parts of the survey that, that sites had commented on the most as an area of interest and an area of growth and and a way that they really were starting to feel like their businesses and their support for clinical trials was, was going to change. And, you know, like you said, I think the COVID-19 pandemic has obviously um, turned study virtualization and kind of some of the capabilities around study virtualization. It's m made it much more mandatory uh, as a way to have uh, continuity of, of conducting many of these trials as opposed to just sort of the nice to have or the interesting new innovative approach that we might have been thinking about it uh, for the past few years. So um, uh, especially at Medidata being in the middle of a bunch of technologies that are used to support patients virtually, uh, we've seen just amazing changes this year in the way our customers and our, our site partners are reaching out for help in supporting this new way of conducting clinical research. Um, and as recently as a couple weeks ago, we, we actually rolled out our newest product line, which is called MyMediData. And MyMediData is intended to be a patient platform uh, for all things that patients may need to do uh, to support a clinical trial from ePro to e-consent to virtual trials, uh, telemedicine visits, and um, many other capabilities for wearable sensors and so forth. 
but we've rolled that out at MediData as a single platform for patients that could be used by patients and sites and sponsors uh, to support traditional trials if they have ePro or e-consent capabilities, but more importantly to be able to support broad-scale virtualization of studies. Um, if there is a pandemic-type situation like we're in now, uh, my MediData can be a tool that allows lots of traditional site activities to be virtualized, even if only uh, for brief periods of time. Um, but we've learned a lot from patients that they're looking, even on traditional studies, to have the burden of those studies reduced dramatically by having the ability to access more information off-site and participate more as partners in that research by providing their own data uh, throughout the study. So, you know, things are changing fast. Um, none of us expected the kind of changes that we would see from COVID. Uh, but I think in the, the, the positive spin on it is it probably has really ushered in a new era of um, um, creative thinking about how we can change, fundamentally change the way research is done, and, and I think probably for the better. And with with my metadata, metadata um, what what kind of um, kind of considerations do the sites have to have, and and also the maybe and the patients as well, in order to use this technology, um, pick it up, and and make it happen. For yeah, example, do, do they need uh, to have? I was good. Um, do they need to have special things at their site? Do they need to do anything new? Because um, one one thing, as you mentioned in the survey, was some of the things we asked them were, what what do you have now at, at your site? What capabilities? What would you like to have and kind of are planning to get? Uh, which is now happening very quickly. So kind of to add a little bit more to my question. So what, what do sites and patients need to participate? Yeah, yeah. So I think the the most important thing probably for sites to understand about this new capability is many many research sites are already using parts of the metadata platform, um, the Rave uh, family of tools that are used for EDC and lots of other site functionality uh, to conduct a study. Um, my metadata is the patient-facing side of that. So if you could imagine that. Um, all of the sites are using metadata, all the patients are using my metadata, and you can just sort of swing back and forth on a study. You might have 80% of the data being entered by sites for a while, but then we all go under COVID quarantine for three months, so you just swing some of that data capture or some of the consenting or follow-up amendment consents or wearable sensor data, et cetera, you could swing that a little bit more heavily for a period of time over to the My Metadata platform and have patients provide that information directly. So, you know, a lot of us are doing studies already with elements of virtualization, um, especially things like ePro that have been used in this industry for, you know, 15, 20 years. There's thousands of studies a year using ePro, but it tends to be just a handful of forms that the patient fills out, maybe a few diary forms that they fill out on a phone as part of the ePro data capture. My Medidata would allow those ePro forms to be entered and a whole bunch of additional data 
may be traditionally entered by the site um, could be pushed to the patient vis-a-vis my metadata in scenarios where it's very difficult or impossible uh, to uphold a traditional site visit schedule. So, you know, think of it as a way to collapse many of the individual apps that we use today on these studies into a single patient interface with one way of logging in um, for the patient to access all the different kinds of tools that they might need to use um, to, to participate in that study. Okay, so while this is direct, um, is patient-facing, how, how, how does it get to the patients? What do the sites need to do to get involved, or how, how, how is this brought out to them so that they can incorporate it as part of their, their next trial? Yeah, so sponsors will decide uh, to use my metadata on their trials, and and so what, what will happen for the site is they'll know that their patients are logging into my metadata, just like today they know their patients are logging into an e-consent app, and they're wearing a sensor on their wrist, let's say, and they're logging into an ePro app to enter diary data. So just like that, that scenario, which is very common today, now they'll have a single technology with a username and a password. The patient will log in and provide information, and the site will see all of that information flowing through RAVE and the other tools that they're already using to manage the study at their site. So it's, it, I think the best way to kind of wrap your head around the change from a site perspective is that instead of their patients needing three or four or five different technologies, my metadata will be a single technology, uh, and instead of their patients accessing different tools provided by different vendors, um, the site instead will just use RAVE to see all of the access or have all the access to the information that patients are providing through my metadata. So our, our goal is to simplify the number of vendors and the complexity that, that patients have to deal with in a lot of these studies where they've got multiple technologies with multiple passwords and multiple phones and multiple devices, and it all gets to be quite burdensome for patients, but also for sites who end up supporting those patients and training those patients and answering questions that come up in the middle of the study. Um, we're, we're trying to take a big step forward in supporting a unification of the platform to, to streamline the use of these technologies and make it much simpler for a patient to provide their own information in a study that needs to or wants to become uh, more and more virtualized. And I, I, I don't want to forget to ask you uh, before we finish, how, how, can, how can we all find out more about this? But before I do that, I just want to, since this is, is very um, uh, patient-centric, th this topic, and, and I've been working with metadata on a, a survey on patient centricity. So this is this all seems to kind of be tying together. Um, what are the the patient benefits of of having a virtual connection to the clinical trial versus in person? Or um, uh, you know, I, aside from the, the the advantages we we would all expect would be to, you know that somebody could participate in a trial from 100 miles away and not have to drive to the site, so they would there, there would definitely be a, a convenience for them, which should should translate into uh, higher compliance rates and better retention. Where, are there other patient benefits to virtualization? Absolutely, and and you named some key ones for sure. But you know, we, we've had a patient centricity and and a patient engagement movement going on in this industry for for years now, and I think 
we all want to find uh, better ways to lower the burden on sites, lower the burden on patients, and make the you know, relative complexity of many of these protocols uh, manageable for patients, uh, especially yeah. patients with challenging health conditions who are on study for you know, sometimes years at a time. So you know, all of these technologies are geared towards bringing the study to the patient more and more instead of it being kind of a mandatory that we bring the patient to the site. And when, when you have scenarios like COVID quarantine, I think we all kind of quickly see how, how difficult it is to maintain a normal protocol if you've got patients who simply cannot or will not venture to a site visit during this time or sites yeah. who are so overburdened in, in their daily kind of healthcare management tasks that it's hard for them to keep up with patient visits and clinical research obligations. Um, so really, you know, all of these technologies are geared towards letting the patient participate from wherever they are and ideally helping the site manage um, the extra burden that they may have uh, from, from lots of patient visits and, and, and keeping sponsor protocols alive at a time when, um, you know, many of them are struggling uh, because they don't have a way to, to bring any of the data capture outside of a site. So I think our goal is to COVID-proof uh, these kinds of situations for the future. But even, even without COVID or any kind of pandemic, um, just regular protocols cause a lot of site and patient burden, and Medidata is committed to try to reduce that burden through the use of, of newer and better technologies. Yeah, and um, flu season is coming back up in the fall. So it's it, who knows what's, what's uh, how people are going to react to that. Uh, um, uh, before we we finish up, I did I did want to let you f let us know where we can find out more about my metadata and see if you had any closing comments. Sure, Joel. Just thanks a lot for for having me again. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Um, you know, metadata is extremely committed to SCRS and all of the thousands of sites that use our platform all the time for clinical studies. And um, you can always learn more about my Medidata or any other Medidata products by just going to our website, which is Medidata.com. Uh, we try to keep that current. Uh, and we've got some really interesting content there too, some very interesting data that we've been able to put together around the effects of the COVID pandemic, how it's affected sites and studies and sponsors uh, and you might find um, our, our white paper that we consider to be kind of a living document and we update it every couple weeks on, on the public website. Um, that white paper provides some really interesting insight into what's going on right now and also ties back to the technology approaches that we're implementing to help our customers and our site partners um, deal with, with the pandemic and, and any other challenges that are coming up in, in research. So th thanks again for having me today, and um, mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing the other presenters in these podcasts. Well, thanks a lot for your time today. Um, uh, and that's just so everybody remembers, Medidata with a long A. Uh, thanks a lot, <laughs> Anthony, and Medidata. Uh, and for everybody uh, who joined us today, make sure you register for upcoming webinars and discussions. Uh, check our webinars uh, out on our learning campus. We're going to be um, having the uh, more virtual summit series as the year goes on, hidden cost series, and our regular occurring schedule. Uh, 
Uh, check out the SCRS Insight Journal. We publish that quarterly for members. You can find that in the members section of our website, myscrs.org. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Uh, we appreciate your partition, uh, participation in our little program today and look forward to maybe having you back for another one or a webinar later this year. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.